0: You're listening to the Book Story and Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to the Book Story and Podcast. Before I continue my chat with Greta from at Greta's Book Club, I would like to share with you a conversation I have with Tamara, who runs BookSwap brisbane the event is happening on saturday the 10th of april from 10 a.m to 2 p.m at vacant assembly in west end in brisbane it's for a very worthy cause uh, but if you're also thinking about starting your own book swap within your own local area we do have some tips for you as well so keep listening and then we will continue with part two of our book club chat hi tamara thank you for joining me on the bookstoring podcast how are you today
1: good thanks how are you thank you for having me
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm well. Thank you. I'm really keen to come along to the book swap that's happening here in Brisbane on the 10th of April between 10am and 2pm. That's correct. I've got those details, right? Yes, that's correct. Awesome and um, I wanted to get you on today to help promote your event but also to ask you a few questions because I think uh, setting up a book swap in in a COVID world at the moment uh, can certainly have a lot of challenges around it Uh, but you've also had it established for a few years now so there's um, there's a lot that goes into the background of creating these events so why did you decide to start a book swap?
1: Yeah so I guess um I'm a graphic designer by trade. Um, So, I actually went to a creatives morning meeting um, like a couple or say about two years ago. And there was a designer speaking that morning. Um, Funny enough, her name's Tamara as well. (laughs) Um, So, she um, is a freelancer and as well, she organizes a plant market in Brisbane. And she was basically saying, you know, if you have a passion project or if you have something in mind that's not around at the moment like just do it don't overthink things like just see if it will work and that really like resonated with me so I was like okay like what do I like doing And I was like well reading (laughs) and um, unfortunately none of my friends kind of have the same interests as me so I was like okay well I'd love to really meet other readers in Brisbane and like hear their thoughts on you know new books or even books I haven't really heard about but would love to read Um, so then I was thinking okay well I could do a book club but I guess that has been around already like there's a lot at you know bookstores or even in their own little community so I was thinking, oh, well, I haven't heard of a book swap before. So I'll see what I could do with that. So I was thinking, you know, if I could just make it a smaller event. But then, uh, then I was like, oh, you know, actually, there is a local bookstore that might need a little help just with, I guess, the influx of books that they get. And that's um, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation bookstore in Nanda. So I reached out to them and I was just like, hey, would you be interested in like swapping any of your books? And they were like, yes, please. <laughs> um, so I yeah, had like had that connection. And then I had other connections, like, I guess, within Brisbane on like event spaces. So it kind of just went from there, really, just talking to people and, you know, seeing if they would be interested in this thing. And it, it was like, yeah, everyone was quite positive, which was great. Um, for me <laughs> and it was like really lovely meeting other readers and getting excited about like you know the, like next reads or like oh what have you read recently um, so I've just yeah I've been trying to do that and I guess unfortunately due to COVID we weren't able to do as much as I would like to last year but I'm hoping that will yeah that will get ramped up a little bit this year I'm hoping maybe three um, but yeah we'll see how that goes <laughs>
0: And how does the book swap work? I'm assuming it's not on, on a system where I walk in with four books and you have to believe me when I work, walk out with four more. So how does that, yeah, how does that work?
1: Uh, so we have a little um, stall at the front and that's where we count your books. So I guess we have, um, we create little tickets for you to hold. So I say if you bring five books, we write five on the ticket you walk around and if you find five, then you bring those five back to the little stall with your ticket. And then that's, yeah, that's pretty much it really. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what
0: happens if someone brings six books, but they want to take 10 home with them? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So you can actually purchase books on the day. Um, so it's the same price as what you would expect at the cystic fibrosis foundation bookstore in Nunda. Um, so they're $4 each. So, yeah, you don't have to threat. You just, um, yeah, you can purchase them on the day.
0: <laughs> and what do you do with any books left over at the end of the day?
1: Uh, so we um, actually give those ones back to the um, Cystic Vibrosis Foundation bookstore in Nanda. Um so they either like sell them or um, give them to children in the hospital so they can read them. Um, and then that as well, if people purchase books, which are $4 on the day, they, the Cystic Sucit- Vibrosis Foundation also get all the profits on the day as well. Awesome.
0: It's definitely a very worthy cause. Great. Is there anything else we haven't covered about book swaps that you want to also discuss?
1: Um, I, not that I know of. They are pretty, I guess they are pretty straightforward. Um, I say they're a lot of fun. <laughs> Everyone should give it a go. Um, and it's just, yeah, just a great way to meet other readers because I guess we get stuck in our own little world being readers. Um, but it is great to, yeah, hear what other people are interested in or if we've missed a particular book that we think we'd be interested in or like then um yeah it's it's just a great way to meet other people and yeah it's fun
0: <laughs> so i've mentioned before the details about the event so uh, and also i should mention your bookstagram handle as well so it's at book swap underscore bne so that's obviously the best place to go to get some information and uh is there anywhere else that people can go to get up-to-date information about the event
1: yeah, so I would say um, we also have a Facebook page. Um, it's just BookSwap Brisbane. Um, and through that, you can see an event I created on Facebook if you wanted to um, I know, see the uh, address of where we'll be holding it and the dates. And as well, I'll be posting about um, books that we'll be receiving from the Cystic Vibrosis Foundation on the events page as well as the Instagram account.
0: And unfortunately, there would be a lot of people listening at the moment who don't live in the fantastic city of Brisbane and they might even be wanting to start their own book swaps in their own capital cities or in their own local areas. So what advice do you have for people who might want to start their own?
1: Um, I would say, I guess, just reach out to people Oh, yeah people and uh, even like charity stores um, see if they would be interested in helping you organize a book swap or even if you wanted to start small if you've got a like a small community that reads um, just reach out and see if anyone wants to um, swap books within uh, maybe like a um, 10 reader group and then go from there um, I'd say yeah the hardest um I guess thing I had to think of was um you know we had to start with a a medium amount of books really in the beginning or else no one would, would be able to swap it'd just be like them swapping with themselves um so I'd say yeah if you could get um a large quantity of books in the beginning that would be great um so I would recommend yeah just chatting to um Local charity stores. See if they need a hand as well. They might have like ten copies of the same book if that they really kind of just want to get out there and swap with new ones. Thank you
0: so much for joining me today, Tamara.
1: No worries. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. (laughs) Best of luck with the book swap. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And I hope to see some of the Brizzy Bookstagrammers there at Bookswap BNE next weekend. Back to regular programming now, I'm going to continue the chat that I had with Greta from Greta's Book Club about book clubs. So part one, we discussed how to actually establish a book club. This part is all about how you actually run a book club. What are some tips for getting people a little bit uh, more familiar with one another, some ways to make it fun, and some really interesting conversation about how you can actually approach coming to and being at a book club itself. I also end the episode with talking about a few books that actually include book clubs and some shout outs to either some online or in person book clubs that you may like to get involved with. And this is a completely spoiler free episode, so even though I do mention some books at the end that are about book clubs, it is primarily a spoiler free episode. I hope that you enjoy! (music) So imagine you are at the next step where you've got a group of people together it might be two of you it might be three of you it might be 20 of you the first thing i would do at the very first meeting is actually set up some expectations so I did a lot of research before I started my book club and this was something that came up time and time and time again is making sure you're setting those expectations. So you might actually hold your first book club without even having selected a book yet. Uh, which very well could happen. Something that I did is I actually set up a survey monkey with a whole bunch of questions. And the last question was, what book do you want to read first? And I'd already gotten a few suggestions from people in the book club. So if you kind of wanted to skip the the step of of holding a meeting kind of as your first book club, um, that's what I'd recommend is sort of have a few key questions on a survey monkey that that way people can actually answer to and respond to and and help set up things so it would be things like what books or what genres should you read so um most of my book clubs read across genres we're not locked into one genre but it that's a that's quite important to establish a lot of people also want to be in a book club because they want to read books outside of their genre as well so consider that Um, consider how you're going to decide on your books is it a vote or is it something where you rotate? So person A picks this time, person B picks next time. Uh, Funnily enough, each of the book clubs I'm in, it's, uh, a, a vote and some people are actually just happy they don't want to pick they don't actually really want to have a say they'll they'll read whatever but i find in some book clubs only like two or three suggestions are given by the person who runs the book club and sometimes people don't want to act against that so i would certainly recommend a voting system or a, a rotating system where it's fair and equal and everyone eventually gets to pick a book and um, And then also consider how often you will read. So is it once a month? Is it every six weeks? Is it every eight weeks? So, and definitely, I think six weeks actually works quite well. Um, One of my book clubs, we have the one that I started, we've got six weeks and we have like a week off in between. So we have like a voting week after we've just met. And then after that voting week, there's six weeks until we actually meet. And finally, set a page limit. So it could be anywhere from like 400 to 450 words. It's probably a fairly average page limit to have, because uh, if you have anything that's like a thousand pages and it gets voted for, there will be people who are too—it's um, too intimidating to read that much, and uh, and quite often people take might take months to actually read a book that's that long. So. Yeah, they're, they're definitely some some things that I would work out pretty early on. Greta, would you agree with them or have you got anything to add?
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree. I love the page limit one. I'd never thought about that. And I think it's definitely really good. I'm a big fan of the voting system because I think it's it's always fun for everyone to be involved. And like you said, some people don't like the pressure of choosing what to do. Often with the voting system, if like in the one that I'm sort of running, we try and put in at least like five-ish and then feel because there's already quite a lot of options people often feel more comfortable adding their own and it sort of comes from a big choice and I also agree leave more time than you think in between meetings especially for people like me I don't often buy the books I love to get them from the library so it's good for me to have time so that the books come in and then I've got it and I'm ready to go.
0: That's a good point. That's actually something else I would consider have, having a conversation with people about is how they actually like to read books and how much money they like to spend. So that was also something I put in the survey monkey that I did to start up. If, if anyone's listening, by the way, and you want a, a link to a, a copy of that survey monkey, just send me a message on Instagram and I'm more than happy to share it with you so you can kind of see the types of questions. But definitely asking people how they read or engage with the books because that could sometimes determine the books you read. So if you've got 20 members and they all like to listen to audiobooks, but then you suddenly have five suggestions and all five of them and across all five of them, none of them are an audiobook, that that could kind of go against what you're trying to achieve. So be aware of that. And so, yeah, also ask people how they normally uh, purchase books. So if they are happy to spend a certain amount of money on a book, uh, if they are or if they prefer a loan from the library. When I first started the book club, I spent a lot of time after the votes came in actually going through and checking all of that and trying to be equitable. But it just, I I would spend like an hour or two for every book and check that the local library had it and check that it might be on Audible and it just got too much. So I actually don't do that anymore. and, And if people really care that much about it, they need to go and check that before they vote for that book. Um, but depending on where you're at, that could be something worth asking people to. Um, so once you've kind of got up and set up some expectations, definitely work out a form of communication. So Greta, I know that you spoke about you've got a Facebook group. And for me, that's how uh, one of my book clubs or two of my book clubs work. And then the other one, we use an internal system uh, that we have at at, um, at my place of work. So. It's, it's just a really easy way to communicate. You can see the polls, you can set up the events, uh, you can keep in contact with each other as you're reading the book. It, it just kind of makes sense. I, I don't know what other platforms are out there that people might use. Do you know of any others?
2: I know that my mum uses email for hers, but that feels a bit old school. (laughs) I think it's a lot harder because it's like you reply all and then everyone's getting emails being like, see you soon. So um, I don't think that would work so well for me. I'm a big fan of the Facebook system. I guess otherwise you could do Instagram if you were big on Instagram as well and you were doing it with a bunch of bookstagram people, that would be a good way too.
0: Um, The other, the other important thing I think is to do when you're setting up that expectation is when you have that first meeting run through each of those things, either discuss them, refer to the survey monkey that you've done and, and make it very clear to people that these are our rules. Um, I also would say that if you are using a Facebook group to kind of post and establish your rules and to say that these are the rules of our book club, I think it would be my, so my book class, I think we're in our fifth or sixth book and there's definitely new members who weren't there the first time we met. So it might even be worth me pulling out those expectations again next time we meet and just say, hey guys, this is a reminder of all the expectations again uh, for anyone who's new in the group. Um, but certainly one thing that I think I think definitely needs to be said, and you might say it a few times or you might definitely say it the initial one, but people can't be offended if somebody else doesn't like the book you chose like you and i I think to be really open about that to have that discussion say so guys we know we're all in a book club we're all voting for books but when that book is chosen if somebody has chosen it it's you can't be offended by someone else not liking it um and, and i think that's really important to say
2: Yeah, I would totally agree. I also think if you're the one starting the book club and you're the one reaching out to your friends as well, it's probably worth in your mind having all these expectations set up so that like when you, you don't have to talk to everyone and be like, and so how often should we meet? And obviously you should get feedback from people and you don't have to be like, this is the way we're doing it. It's my book club, my rules. But it's good to have some sort of being like, I think we should choose the books based on polls. And I think we should meet around this often so that when people sign up, they also know what they're getting into.
0: Yeah, that's true. To have a little bit of a, a breakdown of things, at least um, within that book club book. So when you're actually at the book club, and I again, I know that a lot of this sounds like a teacher and I, the probably the reason why I've had, a, I think I've got a successful book club is because I have to set up successful classrooms over and over again each year. But I would highly recommend to uh, break the ice by having a really general book club question like what I do on the bookstore and podcast so at one of my book clubs that's how we start so it might be name a book that's been really intimidating to you name a book that's made you gasp name a book that you have loved that you didn't think you were going to like and That way people are instantly, oh, I can talk about a book. Like that's, that's okay. Like I can share this book and more often than not when it's happened, there'll be someone around the circle. that will go, oh, I've read that. And I loved that. Or, oh, I really want to read that. And so you've suddenly got everybody relaxing a little bit and everybody, you'll probably walk away with a new book that you want to read just from the very first conversation. So I definitely recommend, uh, with an icebreaker to start. And for me, we have rotating hosts. So if you host it at your home or you're the host and you've decided that we're going to go to a a cafe, you're in charge of coming up with the question and then you're also in charge of coming up with a game. So we play some kind of bookish game. So the games um, are like literary games. So last two weeks ago, Um, my friend said my friend played like put a finger down if and we all had to like put our hands up like it's off TikTok like she found it on TikTok and we all had to play it and the first person that had all their fingers down won so the host does the icebreaker game they play a literary game and they also supply a a, uh, like a little gift so it might be a book voucher it might be like last week's was a little gnome that was carrying some books like a garden gnome so it's some sort of bookish prize so it lightens the mood it relaxes people it's often a lot of fun and i it's been one of the like it's just been something that's worked and clicked really well with my book club so if you do start one i highly recommend doing that as a good way and it's a good idea that if you're the person who started you host first so you kind of set the precedent for everybody else and and how the book club runs
2: do you do anything at the start of your book, Clubs, Greta? I don't do any of these icebreakers. And now I'm like, I should. So I'm glad that we're doing these tips now. And especially for my next meetup next week, I'm like, this is fun. I should do these, all of these questions as well. A fun question that I often like is like, what book didn't you like recently? And then everyone's just like spilling tea, throwing shade. And then people are like, how? Oh, that book's so good. And people are like angry and riled up. And it's always quite fun.
0: Yeah, like even like that's an, that's an example of using an icebreaker question. Like that's a really great way. Um, I know that uh, I was speaking to Emily a few weeks ago who runs at the Breakfast Book Club and she also has a podcast and on her podcast she always asks people what book is most important to you and we were talking about the fact that th- that question reveals so much about someone if, if a certain book is of importance to them. So that would also be uh, a good example of an icebreaker question that you could potentially ask. So um, once I've done all that, um, and as I said, that you share the hosting gig. So if you start the book club, you don't have to come up with this every single time. Like you set the precinct that, okay, it's at Greta's house next time, or Greta's the one organizing it in the park. Greta's the one that needs to come up with the icebreaker question, the game and have a little prize. Uh, the other thing that the host uh, needs to do is they're also the person that's in charge of the book chat. So they're the person that once we've played all the games and everything that they go, okay, we're going to start the book chat. And they're the person who kind of runs the chat throughout. Um, so that way you kind of have the balance of a bit of a book talk and a bit of a general chat because as we as we said before like we we're there and we want to catch up with people but we're also there primarily to talk about the book so it's important that there is concentrated conversation towards the book and they're the person who's in charge of keeping the the conversation on track Um, and i would say most most of the time or all of the time with one of these particular book clubs it actually stays on track
2: That's so good. And I like that you have the rotating system as well. And I think if I was doing something like that, then I would definitely choose the book like via poll. Otherwise, I feel like one person will be doing like so much stuff. So it's cool that you like have people's input and then also you like pass on the responsibility and that someone's doing that. And it also means that one person's not always the one coming up with the questions, which is definitely really good. And as much as I
0: love organizing and planning and I'd totally be okay to be that person, there are certainly days or weeks when I I, I haven't physically got time to do it. And I think it makes it funner for me that that I can go along and somebody else has come up with the game and I get to play the game and I also get to be a part of it. And, you know, if you've got five or six people a part of your book club and you're meeting every six weeks or so, that's what eight months, eight to nine months worth of different book clubs. So you might only have to play the host once a year, which um, is pretty good gig, I think. So, Um, that's probably most of it. Um, the only other thing that I would definitely say that I really appreciate when I'm a part of a book club is that when the next book is announced, I know when the next meeting's happening. So if I can't come to the meeting, I don't put a huge bunch of pressure on myself or I don't normally put pressure on myself to read. Actually, I love reading. What am I talking about? But if I'm not really interested in reading the book and I'm not going to be able to go to the book club meetup, I won't read it. Like, so I, I appreciate knowing that the date is, you know, the the 23rd of March and it's six o'clock and I'm available and I'm going to read the book and I'm going to go. But if I start to read the book and then, you know, the book club dates announced and I can't go anyway, and I've just spent 30 bucks on the book and I didn't really want to buy it anyway. I wasn't really that interested in reading it anyway. I'm probably, I, I probably wish I didn't. So that's probably one other thing that I think is worth mentioning
2: Um, for sure what what do you do if the book that's been chosen is one that you're like "Mm, I'm not gonna like this will you buy and read anyway I have yeah in my mind if I've chosen a book before that's won
0: like that's got the top votes and other people have taken the time to read it and if I'm able to go to the actual event I should do the same thing for someone else if they if their book's won they want to talk about that book I'm able to go to the book club meetup. I'll read it or at least attempt to read it. Yeah. And I think that also actually that leads into one other thing. There's so many things, but <laughs> so people are still listening by the time you've got to this point, And hopefully you are because you find mm. this chat really beneficial. I think it's really integral that not everybody has to read every book and go to every meetup because that's impossible. Like you, you just, you can't expect that the 10 people who are at book club this week, are uh, the same 10 people that are going to be at book club next week. And I think that you just have you just have to accept that and be okay with that and it actually makes it a lot more interesting. So, you know, 10 people might have been might have been at book club last week, but then you might have 12 that come next month and six of them are different to the to the 12 or the 10. Getting myself confused with all the maths. That were there last time. So it's, that's an also an important kind of expectation to set people and say, it's okay if you can't come to the next one or it's okay if you're not actually interested in reading the next book. There's no obligation. Like you don't have to be there every time. And I think people feel a bit more chilled out about that commitment too. So I have another question that I thought we would end this little section with um, before we say goodbye to each other, Greta. And it's submitted by at the lonely library girl. So I'll play it for us now.
3: Hey so I'm really interested
0: in running a book club and being part of a book club but I actually have a very intense fear of not sounding intelligent um, when I'm discussing the novels or for not seeming to understand themes of the book as deeply as others involved in the book club. I really want to be involved in one to meet others as I've just moved and I don't have anyone I know. It can be a little bit isolating
3: so I think a book club would be a great way to meet people with similar interests um, so any advice you would have about getting involved would be so greatly appreciated. Thank you.
0: So hopefully we've given you a few tips already about how to actually start up or to get involved in a book club and that local library is definitely something that I would suggest but Greta what would you say about that fear of worrying that you're not analyzing the themes or being uh, having these large intelligent responses to a book
2: well don't worry this is my big tip I I am the same I feel like I read books and I'm like I like it or I don't like it and sometimes oh I mean often I'm like well why don't I like it? what did I like about it it's not very intelligent it's just like I liked this because it talked about women and I like talking about women and I like hearing about their lives and I thought this character was really cool because I related to her or I don't know she just expanded my interest I think it's not at all about being articulate when you're meeting up in person like the conversation will flow no one will care how smart you sound and also you don't want to be like that one like wanky person that's having basically an English essay when they're a book club like people just want to hear your opinion and it doesn't matter how articulate that is. I think that's so true you're not in a literature
0: classroom you're certainly not in an English classroom or sitting in a university room Um, you're amongst other people who enjoy reading and enjoy reading different kinds of books and have different kind of perspectives on it. So I certainly think um, that I I actually think this is a fear quite a few people have about going to a book club and the other piece of advice I would say is don't give up the first time you go. Like if you've never been to a book club before and and you're worried about how you're worried about these sorts of things and it's not something that you can get past, certainly um, go along to the first one and don't feel like you have to answer and respond to every single question, even to sit back and listen. There's there's no need to be talking constantly at the book club. And at the end of the day, I, 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 it would not be a very nice book club to be a part of if somebody was so observant that you didn't say much and kind of held it against you. So I, I certainly um, would advise that if you're feeling that way, sit back and just have a listen to what other people have to say. And also know that it will take time. So, Uh, My friend and I, Ali, were actually discussing our last book club and we were sort of reflecting on it and she was our host. And we were both saying that everyone's starting to kind of come out of their shell a little bit more. And actually, the more times people are coming to book club, the more likely they are to kind of see how it all works, see what sorts of things people talk about and discuss them. The other thing that I would suggest, um, if you look, this is probably being a bit studious, and it's it's certainly not something that people have to do, but you could also uh, research some book club discussion questions about the book before you go. So quite often uh, there are websites that people share about their own book clubs that you can actually find discussion questions from. So you could potentially set yourself up with having a few discussion questions, and instead of actually asking, uh, instead of actually answering questions, you could actually ask questions. And it might also give you a little bit of time to kind of pre-answer them. So if there's three questions that you'll think, oh, I might actually, I might be able to answer these and I might also be able to ask them, prepare. Um, and and I know that it's not an English class, but you can do a little bit of homework to go to book club and you might even enjoy it. So, that would, that would also be something else. Um, my book club that I run has got um, A4 pieces of laminated paper with just general discussion questions on them. And we probably use them the first one or two times that we've met and I put them out on the table every time we go, but no one grabs one anymore. But um, certainly that could be another way forward. If you're thinking of starting a book club, I'm happy to give you the copy of what I've got and yeah just take them along have a little read over them and maybe come up with a few questions and a few answers to ask that could help put your mind at ease as well I think that's everything that we were going to discuss together (laughs) Woohoo! I think that's a very informative episode I hope that people get something out of that
2: I agree I feel like I'll listen to that and i would be so inspired I would be like I am ready to start my book club now
4: I hope that
0: you enjoyed that very special chat about book clubs and just like Greta feel super inspired to start your own. There wasn't a whole lot of book chat uh, over the last two episodes so if you need a little bit more inspiration to start a book club I have four book recommendations for you. The first book is The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. This one I recommend as a potential book club read as well and it was something I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I was going to. Essentially, step back in time to the '90s—not that long ago, I know—but there's definitely very '90s vibes in this book. And essentially, we follow the life of Patricia, who kind of like wishes a vampire upon her own town, Um, and. I think I'd leave that up to you and in your interpretation if you do happen to read this book. And essentially, we have a vampire enter the town, and nobody really believes Patricia when she starts to warn people about the dangers of this man. There are little, like, snippets of horror themes within the book, but as someone who doesn't read horror and can't really stand the genre, I was okay with it. Uh, It is a little short sharp burst but if you are a little bit squeamish just be aware there are some full-on scenes within the novel as well. In terms of the book club you actually get three very different book clubs within the read. So the first one that you actually see and witness is a very control freak book club where all the books are kind of picked ahead of time and for very different reasons and they're sort of they're not really entertaining books and you can see that the women who are attending and going to this book club are kind of doing it to show face they're not really doing it because they're interested in the books that are being chosen the second one you get an ultimate book club it is a small group of women who discuss a variety of reads in particular crime fiction and it actually threads very beautifully into the story so that one was the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires by grady Hendricks. The next book is The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society by Mary Ann Schaefer and Annie Barrows. Now, I have to confess, I haven't actually read this book, but I have seen the movie and thought it was marvellous. It is set on the island of Guernsey during German-occupied World War II, and essentially what it what it sees is a group of members who get together and they read books. And books is kind of their cover story for the German occupation, and an excuse for them to kind of meet up, and in particular, they come across a book uh, from our author who is uh, Juliet, and they actually correspond with one another until the point where Juliet, after World War II occupation comes and visits Guernsey. Uh, there is a little bit of a love story threaded within as well, and there does seem to be a really lovely book club where there's people of all ages involved, and of course they bond over food. So lots of great little sprinkling uh, elements throughout the story that you could potentially include in your own book club as well. It has been a little while since I've read this next book, but I would highly recommend giving it a read. It was gifted to me by a good friend, and I definitely really enjoyed it at the time. So it is called A Month of Sundays by Liz Brinsky, and the story follows four women, so Roz, Adele, Judy, and Simone, who have been on an online book club together for over 10 years, but they've never actually met face-to-face, and they each have a different kind of backstory and different things that are going on in their lives, but they decide to kind of come together uh, and house it in the blue mountains for a month. So why are we are getting the title there of a month of Sundays? And each Sunday they use that as a book club discussion day. So they go about their week, uh, but on a particular Sunday, they make time to talk about a book that's been chosen. And from memory, uh, each one of them choose a book that the rest of them can read. So, That is another really great way you could potentially set up a book club and have a certain book club um, on certain days or just go away to the Blue Mountains or to some other awesome location with a group of friends and have a book a week that you read and then um, come out of it at the end. So again, another book that you could take something little from in terms of being on an online book club or potentially having a whole month worth of book clubs. And my fourth and final book recommendation is The Bromance Book Club by Alyssa K. Adams. I actually only finished this book last night and I absolutely loved it. It was a five star for me. And I think it was because the premise itself was so original. So we have Gavin who is our lead character and we have Thea and their marriage is definitely struggling. So they've both kind of floated away from one another and and forgotten the love that keeps them together. And... Gavin gets some help. It's probably unwanted at first, but he gets some help from his fellow baseball players. And essentially it's a book club where the men themselves read romance as a bit of a how-to uh, treat their wives. And I think there's a lot of fun in that. I, from a book club perspective, I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't a more of a serious book club threaded within the story. One thing that I did particularly enjoy is there is a Bridgerton-style romance read that's threaded within the main narrative as well. And the lives kind of parallel the lives of Thea and Gavin, our main uh, protagonists in the story. So if you're looking for something light, it's not necessarily a very heavy book club read. Um, I would definitely recommend The Bromance Book Club by Alyssa K. Adams. So if you are still listening to this episode, you've enjoyed the chat about how to start a book club or potentially going to seek some further inspiration from those four reads I gave you, one final thing to throw in is some shout outs to some online or face-to-face book clubs. So what you are about to hear is a sequence of little voice clips that different book clubs have sent in to me over the last few weeks. Please feel free to reach out to myself if you want any any resources or any further help to start your own book club. And of course, get in contact with some of these awesome bookstagrammers to see if you can join their online book clubs.
4: Hi Tegan and listeners of the Book Story and Podcast. My name is Megan and I run the weekend book club over on Instagram. We are a community of readers from all around the world, and every month we read a book together, which is chosen by my followers. Uh, We're open to reading most genres, but so far since starting in September of 2020, we've mostly read fantasy and murder mystery novels, which are just two of my favourite genres. Uh, We also have a book club group chat, and uh, every month we'll talk about our chosen book. The first half of the book we talk about at the halfway point through the month, and then we do a full wrap up of the whole book at the end of each month. Uh, I just love being able to chat to people from all around the world and I love that no one's opinions ever the same, which I think is just such a testament to how magical books are. Uh, But everyone in the group is really welcoming and I love the community that we've created. So if you're looking for an easy group to be a part of where you can opt in and opt out whenever you like, we'd love to have you. So you can just send me a DM at weekend.bookclub. Anyone is welcome to join and we'd love
3: to see you there. Hi, I'm Jenna, owner of The Book Taster, um, a bookish gift box company and also an online book club. Um, I've been running the business now for just coming up to a year and a half and um, the book boxes and gift boxes have been doing incredibly well. Um, When the COVID situation was at full peak, it became really apparent that people were looking for um, a way to meet others, but from the comfort of their own homes. So I came up with the idea of the Tasting Notes book club, named after our, our monthly newsletter. And the idea of the book club is threefold. One, you get a gift box through the post at the start of the month, including the book of the month, and it's normally themed, and there are lots of amazing goodies that go in the box too, so it's like a gift to yourself. The second part of the um, experience is the actual book club meeting. It's normally the last Sunday of every month, and um, we all chat about the book, answer questions. It's really informal. Um, lots of amazing book lovers um, come along, and it's a really great community feeling. And the third part of the whole thing is the Q&A with the author which always goes down amazingly. Um, I interview the author of The Monthly Pick and also the book clubbers get to um, ask questions as well. It's um, a really great way to meet new people, it's a really fantastic way to broaden your reading and it's a monthly treat to yourself but also great to gift other people as well so yeah the book club I love running it um, I've actually made some really great friends through doing it and um, I know that lots of friendships have been formed as well um, the best book clubs um, have been the ones that have been quite divisive the books that have had very much a marmite response um, people either loved them or hated it and they are always the really nitty-gritty conversations and the most fun actually um people who have not enjoyed the book for example have said that that's been the best book club because they got to really unpick it um, but mostly people do like them which is great because it <laughs> takes the pressure off me um, so yeah that's the book taster and our tasting notes book club come and join us um, everyone is welcome hello i'm
2: emily and i run the breakfast book club the breakfast book club is a bookstagram podcast and an actual book club as well which is run over on facebook We choose our books for each month quarterly so at the moment we're nominating a fiction and a non-fiction for each of the next three months and then at the end of each month we have a Zoom call to discuss. There's also a discussion thread for anyone who can't make the call. Our last reads were The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid and Three Women by Lisa Taddeo. In terms of joining, it's free to join and we have members all over the world. There's a link to the page over on my bookstagram, which is at thebreakfast.bookclub. So I hope to see you over there. You have been listening to
0: the Bookstore and Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and follow
1: me on Instagram at thebookstore and Podcast.